Warning! This podcast contains amazing content and strong language. Fuck people, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, um, just just put Johnny Cash on, man. Literally, just, like, if you wanted just, to hear just that, just go home where where you don't have to. I don't have to be around you, and, and just listen to Johnny literally. Jenkins and I'm Juliana Hopkins and you're listening to Back to Back Catalogs. Today we have Connor Houston on with us. How are you doing? Hello, I'm all right. How are you? Good, I'm doing good. We're doing all right. Yeah, good. So good. why nice. don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit where, what about you and where you're from and how you started music? Oh god. It's a long, huge, long question. Huge question. <laughs> um, I'm from Sheffield originally. Nice. Um, and I sort of started doing music God, I must have been 10 or something. I started playing guitar, um, which my mum sort of taught me. She plays guitar and piano and sings and all that kind of thing. Um, And then I got in my first band when I was 11, I think. When I started, yeah, when I started secondary school. So that was like Metallica covers and Nirvana and Mm -hmm. Green Day and stuff like that. Nice. Linkin Park. Oh, <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> um, and that was that was with a bunch of year 11s, so they were all 15, 16. Um, and then that kind of set the tone for the next few years, really. I was, like, always playing with people slightly older than me. Mm-hmm. When I was 15, I was playing with 20-year-olds and, uh, you know. Um, yeah. And then it's, it's sort of evened out now. <laughs> yeah. How old are you now? I'm 27 now, so I, I'm, so... I'm 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 due to die this year. No, you're no, no. Here, you're yeah. so young looking, Connor. I would have not said you're 27. It's all it's all the makeup. Oh, love that, love that. Loving the, the makeups. Yeah, we've seen the yeah, videos. Looks... Oh come, all you faithful <laughs> makeup tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh that was that was we... peak boredom. That <laughs> see, we've been through. Everything of yours online because <laughs> mm. we always do a wee bit of research. Stalking is called. Yes. yes. And honest to God, we were on the couch last night, like in hysterics at those videos. They're so funny. They're just yeah, the so brown sauce on the eyebrows was. Oh, perfection. <laughs> oh, it was highly unpleasant to do that. Oh. Did you get a lot in your hair? Uh, yeah, and then I, I was just kind of sat down afterwards in the kitchen, <laughs> just sort of. Contemplate why, <laughs> but, but like because I was like using like cream as well for that, oh, that yeah. Instagram lab. I spilt I spilt all of that onto my rug. Oh, in here, so that I had to get like, a, a carpet cleaner thing. Oh. And Not good. Oh. oh god. No god. Um, but that sort of it's funny because that sort of stuff stems from. Um, I, I've done that live. I've done actual gigs where I do stuff like that. Do you? Uh, and um, <laughs> what that do you... sort of... yeah, what? anyone who's oh. not seen these videos on Facebook, check them out. Yeah, definitely worth. Definitely it. type <laughs> it in and just have a little leave an evening for yourself to just go through them. Oh, yeah, God. no, but I was gonna say like, so if you've done it on stage, what were your audience reaction like? What was their reaction to that? Well, the reason I started doing it is because if I was kind of performing acoustic sets, mm-hmm. 
I find that that can get quite boring if there's four people on a bill all playing acoustic. Yeah. Especially if it's all blokes as well and, like, shit. <laughs> so um, I started just acting up. And uh, it, it started going down really well. Um, it's funny because I wouldn't... People would call it comedy, and I, I, I don't know if I'd go that far because I don't know if it's laughter I'm trying to evoke. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's good fun anyway to watch, mm, for sure. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Georgia was pissing um, ourselves, but she was really pissing herself. Well, good. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad I was more like, what? I was like, why... What a waste of double cream! Like, that was <laughs> well, I did one gig sort of around Christmas time, and I, I was um, putting, oh. was putting was putting mince pies into a bowl of cream, and then just sort of taking one bite out of oh. them, and then just stirring it into the cream. Right, that sounds good. At, that sounds yeah, fucking right. right. Okay, so cheap <laughs> mince pies. Mince pies and cream. Yeah, but like on stage. Yeah. Well. Right, I did that, and then a few people walked out of this venue that I'm This was this was in Sheffield, and then someone, a woman, came up to me after, and and she said, "What you've done tonight has really upset us." Oh really? Right, and she said, "You're clearly a tosser." Oh, that's a bit rude. And, and when you grow up, you'll realise what a twat you've been. <laughs> Why? Okay, I wouldn't go like that far. I would like question it, but I wouldn't say that. What the fuck? That's all mean. I, th- I think the implication was that a homeless person, for example, could have eaten oh. these mince pies. Oh, but okay. she doesn't know my. Uh, yeah, she doesn't know what you were doings. doing with them after. <laughs> yeah, trust. But they were, you know, they were they were used. They were half eaten, mm-hmm. you and got then a also used. To bring joy to a, a room full of drunk people. So that's, I think that's fair use. That's the yeah. best part of food. Yeah. It's the joy yeah. that comes from yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's, it's a communal thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it in London. I'm, I'm a bit worried about how it would go down. Oh, please down. do it. <laughs> I, I think people are a bit more precious about the time, aren't they? So like, I'm coming to the gig be... if you do it. Okay. Well, I'll I'll it you One ticket sold. I'm doing that thing tonight. <laughs> I'm doing that thing with a I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Oh, so, can you tell us uh, what instruments you play and what instruments you were brought up playing as well? Yeah, we kind of it, sidetracked. It, yeah, it's, it's guitar mainly. I, I'm, I still sort of consider myself a guitarist, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I've become a good singer, I feel over the past probably five years or something like that. And then I can sort of bash away on piano and sort of do what I need. I'm not sure I'd ever do a gig on piano, but, you know. You released an EP on piano Mm -hmm. and we were listening to it and I thought it was fabulous. I'm classically trained at piano, but I was like, this is great. Oh, thank you. They were, yeah, they were, they sort of, they sort of almost sound like short little exercises almost, don't they? Yeah. Do you own any strange instruments? Oh, I'm supposed to say yes to that, aren't I? But but I don't you think can say I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I tell you what. Um, I tell you what. Uh, yes, sort of. What that? Oh my god! It's a beer keg. It's a beer keg. Right. And I've been using it as percussion recently. Oh. In a in a Slipknot type fashion. So how do you play it? <laughs> just just with sticks. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Am I right in uh, saying? How would you play it? I don't know. Throw it across the room or something <laughs> crazy. Yeah. First, let, not yet. Yeah, smack your head off or something. Just shake it. Yeah. Bite it. I don't know. Yeah, Throw double right, cream yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. its makeup. I don't know. Just maybe maybe just play some mic in front of it and then stare at it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Breathe on so it like a, like a John Cage type. Yeah, John Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ. Am I right in saying that you play the didgeridoo? Because in your most recent track, is it the most recent mm. one? You played the didgeridoo. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't me on that. That was my oh. housemate, Joseph. That was his idea. He, he uh, said, oh, I could just scream into my didgeridoo. And I said, <laughs> that's exactly what this needs. It was a lot of fun to do that, uh, to do that track. Mm-hmm. Probably the weirdest thing I've done. I'm not sure I'll go that weird again. I might do. But we liked it. <laughs> it was know. like mesmerizing. Yeah. We were like, what's going on? But we like this. Mm. Now playing If I'd Known by Connor Houston. I'm weather worn and beaten down. Erosion has set. Up shop Faded from view Soaking wet through This storm's an inside job Every day's a school day And not in a good way It's up to no good It's up to no good Diminishing returns for whom it may concern. It's up to no good. It's up to no good. But if I'd known they were coming, I'd have shut the gate. If I'd known they were coming, I'd have shut the gate. If I'd known they were coming, I'd have hired a priest. If I'd known they were coming, I'd have hired a priest. If I'd known they were coming, I'd have fucked them up. You were saying um, online that it's about um, living with OCD. Is that something you're trying to bring awareness to? I don't know if I'm an, an, um, an activist or anything like that. Um, no, I've just... I've never really written that many personal songs. And I was having a bit of a rough patch and I thought, I've, I, I wonder if it will be worth trying to like put it into some kind of work. Mm. Um you know, and it was sort of um, relieving in a way, momentarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the nature of OCD is that it does come back. But but yeah, so you know, like I don't think it's indicative of. You know, I don't think I'm on a trajectory of of doing lots of things that sound like that or yeah. or okay. are as bleak as that. But you know, it it just sort of comes up when it comes up, and yeah, you know, uh, like I'm not gonna fight it or push it or anything. You it's just, just do it as it of, comes and as yeah. it feels comfortable. I think that's just a fair the way enough. to express it. Yeah, a fair point. Yeah, yeah. The track it's is, interesting. It's I good. I love kind of exploring like, um myself <laughs> um, when you know when you just sort of realize something about yourself like oh i, I do that a lot don't i mm-hmm. like it's it's quite fascinating it's quite a, a an enjoyable sort of journey really mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean i'm i'm quite stubborn in in what i do personally i don't know about yourselves but um you know you don't have to agree with me but um like you know like i i don't know if i'd not at this stage of my life anyway. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to handle having a record deal. Really? Because, you know, 
I sort of tried to get into that world when I was about 21 and, you know, had some major label interest. And and then it just became apparent that we sort of didn't really align Mm -hmm. in terms of, it was like, oh, I'm going to have to work with writers and I'm going to have to X, Y, Z. And, and, you know, and I I don't judge people who work with writers and I, and I also write with other people that that want to be co-written with but um but just for like I think my stuff is so sort of idiosyncratic that I, I don't really want anyone else touching it really unless yeah, yeah. I say so um, we totally get that I feel like when you go to a record label they sort of look at you as a, a blank canvas and how are they going to do you up you're obviously a very creative person with all your different ideas and your different instruments and I mean we are doing our own ways that it's just like why would we ever go by what you're telling us to do like writing with someone who's not on the same level as you creatively yeah you need a connection with someone yeah you're gonna absolutely do something with them so where do you see your musical career in the next five to ten years would you like to be doing more session work or more solo stuff or you know as you say making a living How, how do you see yourself yeah, I think I think in terms of like financially, it's it. it I would like it to be session stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you know I've I've done that. I've done touring as a guitarist, playing for people and stuff. You know I've got um, you know not as much experience as some people, but but more than most. Um, just if I can sort of just carry on touring and playing loud guitar around the <laughs> living world, living the life. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be quite happy with that. I think. Why? Well, what about yourselves? What are you kind of what are you both sort of aiming for? hundred percent. Spend my life on the tour bus. <laughs> on the road. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I actually was getting more, well, before this most recent lockdown in December, I was actually getting more into the business side of it. And I'd been offered a good okay. job with my booking agency. I feel like I'm a bit of a nippy sweetie. So the business side like kind of stuck out and I was like, fuck yeah, I can do that like really well. And I did a bit of repping as well. And I kind of like whipped a few people in place when I was on shift. Yeah, Natasha so. can do that, definitely. Quite uh, good yeah, that. yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> That's yeah, what my yeah. manager said to me. So I was like, fuck I it. just do the drinking part. Yeah, I just look yeah, after the juju. Ju- I look after juju. Ju- <laughs> I'll be with you on that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you ever need, I don't know, like a vacation or something, it might be me. <laughs> Literally hustling on a podcast. Literally. That's it. Hustle and plug and name and shame is like the topics of this podcast. It's so funny. Like every episode, someone gets fucking named and shamed. God. <laughs> what fun. music I... do you listen to at the moment? And can you recommend any new up and coming bands? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Tell us everything. Yes. Right. No secrets. I, right, okay. <laughs> I'll I'll preface this by saying I'm not a playlist person. Right. I, I listen to very little music on Spotify. Um, my main source of music is is BBC Six. I just kind of like have that on all day. Yeah, um, that's a vibe. So, like, I mean, who's on there at the minute? They they still play Fontaine's DC a lot. Yeah, we love Fontaine's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I still like Sleeper Mods. I've seen them a couple of times. Sleeper Mods are great. Um, uh, Nadine Shah as well. Mm-hmm. I really like. Um, I mean, closer to home, like there's a couple of ICMP people that that uh, that I really like. Um, uh, Rose Mayer, uh, who did Masters last year mm-hmm. at songwriting. Okay. Um, her solo stuff's great, and I I played. That was my very last gig before lockdown we did um did a church in uh west hampstead for so far sounds oh nice um, and her stuff's great and then she's also got like a dream pop band project mm. as well that's really okay. good 
Uh, and then uh, I really like Jazz Beaton as well. She's it's... that kind of folk pop type. Yeah. Vibe. It's hard right. to go with what you hear on the radio, I think, because you have to like pay attention to the... It's not like Spotify where you can see what's going on, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But so, that's, part of the, that's part of the fun. Yeah, like, our oh, kitchen's all... I've got, to, I've got like, to sit and wait until the end. <laughs> and then be, yeah. So they announce, or, or kind of like look at the little screen. When it says like, what's wait, playing. Wait for it to roll around. <laughs> yeah, and yeah like, because it never do? comes oh, on time. Shit. And you're like, this yeah, isn't yeah. this song. And, and, and then it's just like... But then it'll just say BBC Six Music round and round. And you're like, oh. So it's like, oh, and then it's going to flip back to the song. I'll sit and wait. But then the song finishes, so like... It's, I know, kind it's of so, exciting. You know when, they, uh, when they're like, um, yeah, texting the song suggestion oh, we, and stuff. Yeah. We're always like, ah! Right. And then we song? take like about 10 minutes to choose and then the suggestion time is over. It's like, that's you finished until next Sunday. We're, and like, we're like, whoa! Yeah. We plan Damn. all these songs and then we never know what to say. Yeah, we oh, have man. too many options where we're like, what yeah, what yeah, the yeah. peckers and then everyone thinks that's shit and that's what we're like and the kitchen as well so funny it's always yeah. in, always in yeah. the kitchen the radio six yeah always with the, the washing machine in the back as yeah. well adding some bass yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's so good now playing outside the grocery store by connie houston does it feel good now that you're famous Where you're in the green suit. 
And yeah, the with the with the mug. That yeah. is like oh yeah, we were talking about this last night because I was like, oh, green is my favourite colour, and I was like, oh look at that power suit. I was like, oh with that eyeshadow. Yeah, green like, eyeshadow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The green yeah. mug. So I, I want like, that eyeshadow. I was like, yeah. I want that suit. I was like loving the whole thing. I, I want that mug. That was a long time ago. That I, I took that photo about six, seven years ago, something like that. You literally have yeah. not changed at all. I know, I know. <laughs> What's your secret? Botox, tell us. Chocolate, probably. Oh, really? Oh. I don't know. I thought it was mince pies and cream. <laughs> well, okay, if you're genuinely asking me that, I've never smoked. I wonder mm. if it's that. that could what do we look part of it? Yeah, I look fucking haggard for 21 because I smoke pies. Oh, shall I say no? I'm supposed to say no. No, you look great. <laughs> I'm starting to, like, get little... You know, around my eyes. Like, that's laughter lines, though. That's allowed. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I tell myself. Yeah. That's what everybody with those tells themselves. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think we've all got them when we smile. It just shows... My granny always says that you should age gracefully because they're the lines that show how much fun you've had and how much laughter you've had in your life. Yeah, because some people do get a frown mark, don't they? Yeah. Which, which... It shows that they're a grumpy bastard, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll never have that one. No, because you get fringe, I think, Juju's on top. Yeah, I'm here. hiding, actually, hiding all, all my wrinkles. The wrinkles. It's like crazy well, under there. When I was 17, I sent off a PDF to, like, session fixers who kind of sort all the auditions out. Um, mm. And it just had, like, a really naff photo. And then it said, I am Connor and I play guitar and I've got this equipment and I've done this, which was very little at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then three years later, I got a response from one of them. <laughs> what? Saying, saying, oh, great, just read this. Uh, do you want to audition for this artist? And I almost said no. <laughs> because, because I thought, I, what, what, what's this? And I sort of scrolled down. And I was like, oh, God. That How the that. hell did they that find that, that three years on? Three years? I don't years. know. Unless it had just been kept in a file or, or something. And then it was like, oh, we need guitarists. Oh, shit. Just picked a few out. And then, uh, so I auditioned for this artist that was on um, that was on Polydor at the time. Um, uh, that was on, like, Halloween of whatever that whatever year it was. And then I got called back for a second audition on Bonfire Night. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, we were in New York. Oh gigs. my god, Whoa, that's so cool! Mental, isn't it? Um, so it was it was a really sort of random way in for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of advice, I th- I think the sort of the the tried and tested advice is is sort of play functions and stuff because okay. you get to just meet musicians and and go to like Ronnie's to do the the jam on a Tuesday and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and you just get to know people. And that's that's kind of it, really. Annoyingly, it is just about getting your face out there. And then in terms of playing, I suppose... It ju- just trying to know what you offer compared to everybody else. I mean, I've never taught an instrument to anyone but I've kind of like had mates where they play a bit of piano and they've asked for a bit of help mm-hmm. and I always suggest just learn loads of songs in C right, so like okay. like learn Don't Look Back in Anger and 
imagine. And yeah. like the best songs, obviously. What the best songs? The two best songs of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because because you notice it's like oh, they all do that there, or or like transpose loads of songs into C. And then you realise that a lot of people do the same things yeah. all the time. And when mm. you know that, that's a lot of the work. Because if you can hear something coming, it's like, well, I know that's going to be G, isn't it, next? Yeah, so, a lot of the same intervals like, and stuff, yeah, you know, for sure. Kind of training your ear and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. See, that's and really I think that, that, that yeah. does just come from, from doing music. Yeah. yeah, learning from playing. So, do you produce your own music? Oh, yes, I think is the answer. Um, uh, and then I do as much of the mixing as I'm capable. Okay. And then we'll sort of send some stems off to someone else to uh, to finish the mix and, and to master it, yeah. Uh, okay. But, yeah, in terms of, like, the vision of the, the sound, yeah, I do kind of do that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always have done, really, as well. It, it, I've always just seen it as part of the music making, mm-hmm. really. Um, like even when I was in indie bands and stuff, like I would always be like lay- layering guitar parts because mm-hmm. like the other guitarist slash vocalist would just be very average, and like, <laughs> so I'd have to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. so I think it probably came from there, like just thinking about right, what do we need now to right. lift the song, and then you know, and harmonies and all that kind of stuff so it, it probably came from there and then when i started doing my own stuff you know and logic and blah 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 yeah. and you're just saying that up until 2016 i was using windows xp no <laughs> way were you actually yeah oh my god what a janky software i couldn't imagine like using anything other than logic uh, i mean i i i mix in pro tools right. um, which i've had to start doing since starting the production course mm-hmm. um and I just really love Pro Tools now. Pro Tools looks a bit like Excel or something. Like Windows like, 95. It's, it's like spreadsheet vibes. <laughs> yeah. But but I kinda kind of like the um the um the certainty of it. Like yeah. it doesn't really feel like a toy. Mm-hmm. Um but but I still compose stuff in Logic and produce in Logic. What is your recording process like for your music? So specifically your two songs, um, Loose End Lovers and Problem Plays. We both love those tracks, so we're going to ask you about Ooh, those ones. Really nice God. tracks. Loose End Lovers is old. People still love that one. Um, That's good though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. I, I you know, <laughs> I've got nothing. I'm not one of these people. We that, like that all just of autom- them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't automatically think that like my newest stuff is my best. Like you know. Yeah, of course. I, um, yeah, Loose and Lovers. Uh, that was done on Windows XP. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm being slightly misleading there. Like I recorded lots of DI guitar tracks and midi into some software called adobe audition right um which is predominantly used for for radio i think from what i understand okay. but this was like version 1.5 and it was <laughs> like from the from the late 90s or something yeah um and it, it was like my parents computer that i inherited um and i sort of did it on that and just recorded di guitar tracks with like no processing and then midi information and then took them to a producer and then kind of ran the guitars through a, a my actual 
guitar amp and mic'd it up and then mm-hmm. used all the logic sounds like kind of put the midi in into some logic tracks and so so i did all the composition at home without actually being able to hear what it was going to be like oh, really? and oh, then sort so trusted that we'd find the appropriate sort of sounds yeah um and and then the drumming the drumming isn't me that was um a friend of mine in sheffield called paul jackson who was a uh, a great drummer and has has played live with me um okay. a few times as well um yeah and he just kind of played along to what i'd already done and uh, yeah that was that for that one and then problem plays <clears throat> i did in icmp um oh. like kind of did some rough tracks at home and then went into the studio and did um vocals acoustic guitar and percussion uh live like the kick and the snare on that are, are programmed but but the ride cymbal and the hi-hat are, are real okay. and it almost kind of makes the entire kit sound real then because you've got enough feeling mm, coming yeah. from from the cymbals that i think that's that's often what gives programmed drums away is is the cymbals yeah the and I'm not, I'm not that precious about like having it completely organic or whatever it's just I, I always think what's the easiest and most efficient way for me to do something like mm-hmm. I'm quite lazy about <laughs> it you know and, and I'll use preset sounds on stuff and you know I'm not I'm not particularly precious about that kind of thing um and I, just the thought of me trying to mic up a drum kit well <laughs> Disaster. I, thought, I don't want to risk it I'll just, <laughs> I'll, just use, I'll just use triggered kick and snare and just do cymbals and record them like individually um but it, it worked um uh I, I don't think i'm a model student in that sense but um if it works for you it works baby that's, yeah that's yeah how it is. um <laughs> yeah but 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 then from there like i mixed it as much as i could and then and then sent it to to one of the icmp uh, lecturers actually jamie ellis um right. i don't know if you'll know i don't know if you'll no. come across jamie or not no. you probably didn't really cross paths but um but he's he's a great mixer um and he's done like the past three of my singles Amazing. and i've got a couple more coming out as well um, oh, nice. that, that he's mixed now playing loose end lovers by connor houston Now maybe I'm mistaken, it's the 
us more about your song Outside the Grocery Store. We read online that it's about the death know. of George Floyd and the Black yeah, Lives yeah. Matter movement. Uh, God, it's... Oh, I don't like being political in my songs. So I thought, how, how could... I wrote that just as all that was kicking off and all the protests, and I, it was just bothering me every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'm going to need to write about it just so I can draw some, some sort of mental line mm-hmm. under it. Mm-hmm. You know? not, not in the sense of like, oh, I don't need to worry about that anymore. No, of course <laughs> but, not. But just in, it, it was sort of consuming my day so much. I thought, oh, if I need to do something about that. Yeah, mental release. Benefit. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I, but I thought oh, I don't want to be preachy. I don't. I'm not. You know, I'm not a Bob Dylan fan, or or you know that kind of thing. The only sort of political outfit that I enjoy is Rage Against the Machine. But <laughs> but, um. So I thought, how can I go about it where I'm not saying one thing or another? So I just try to write it from like the point of view of a police officer, hmm. um, and the kind of thoughts that someone like that might have like when they get home from work or mm-hmm. whatever and the kind of things they might say to themselves that's um, really interesting and that's really then interesting. And, and then there was sort of like there's some uh, like um references to what's it swing low sweet, sweet chariot. chariot yeah yeah like lyrically kind of yeah. borrowed things from there uh, which is uh, like a like a plantation song, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then um, sound wise, there's there's like a, a seagull sample. In right. There. Yeah, we saw in the music video um, lots yeah. of seagulls. Yeah. I was picturing like ports, so like slave ships. And stuff. Right. Okay. Like, yeah, because we you know. we watched the video and we were inter- I was like really interested in like sort of the dis- the di- not the dissonance of it but it's like a dis- uh-huh. a discord in the images yeah. used like mm-hmm. there's a lot of harsh images that you wouldn't naturally yeah. correlate to get they wouldn't correlate together there's no correlation between them was there did you have like a reasoning behind the vid- the visuals that were used well i think like harshness like you said yeah. i just wanted things that looked a bit uncomfortable yeah. in general uh, i mean mm. the seagulls i think and and the kind of the waves crashing with it were the only definite things yeah. for me i think everyone everything else like like the soldering iron yeah that's the one that was they had the metal yeah yeah i just thought it, it looked quite sort of aggressive yeah and i kind of liked that and then there's the flamingos yeah <laughs> that was actually that was that was one thing i i i wanted um animals kind of wrestling fighting yeah yeah like it's like, like unrest thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah the whole you know, thing I, sort of gives you that vibe of like un- unrest yeah. unresolved yeah. sort of like this doesn't add up but it does kind yeah. of vibes which is really i mean it was amazingly done i think it was so yeah. oh thank you yeah i did sort of I, that was just stock footage actually and i thought oh i how what, can you i didn't use stock fo- the footage and tr- <laughs> Yeah, even the flamingo. <laughs> Do you know what? I know. Would you believe it? I didn't actually go out. And <laughs> no, I can't believe that. I'm disappointed. She's sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I thought, how can I make it look as unstock as possible? So you that's why I did that. like the square frame and put everything in yeah. black and white, and I tried to try and tie it in, and it's not as good as it it could be 
had I spent some money on it. But no, we no, really I enjoyed it. We, we really enjoyed it. it. Well, quite evocative, I thought. You know? Yeah, um, it definitely was. The chain, the keys things is really interesting. I always think that mm. when there's like a bare metal sound added to the track, it, added to any track, it gives it more yeah. of like a, not necessarily eerie vibe, but it does like Fontaine's DC and Sunny used uh, steak knives and then oh, wow. and one of the things so the keys thing with the, the chains yeah. is really cool man well, really I, cool. I, thank you I, I i um i didn't know that about um yeah fontaine's dc it's doing really that quiet but... in the track but it is there right well what track was it again sunny you know the song sunny right. such okay. a good song it's such okay, a good song I'll, I'll gonna listen to that after yeah. um <laughs> I, I really like uh someone called scott walker who, oh um, we Right. Joanna, I love you, Juliana. That's my song. That song. So good. <laughs> now, I see. I like that side of him, the sixties stuff. But, but, are you familiar with his like experiments? As yeah, he yeah. He has weird shit as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah have you, have you, <laughs> have you seen the clip of? It's like a, it's like a notorious clip now. But, but where he's making his drummer punch a dead pig. No, no I haven't what seen that. that? What do you have to type in online to see that? Yeah, is that on the dark web? Scott Walker meat punching. <laughs> um, so, what made you want to do a live recorded album at the Laid Mill in Sheffield? Who did you play with? Like, how come you wanted it live? What's that? That was a headline show. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all right being locally famous, though, isn't it? But it's not really indicative of, of having a wider career. It was good though. Like we, we packed out the small room. So there was about 300 people there or something That's like class. that. That's class. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It, I, you know, I still remember that fondly that night. Mm. And um, I don't know. I just really liked the idea of a, a, a memento more than anything. Like I, I didn't play many live shows, live solo shows mm. with a band. Okay. I thought, oh, I could really do with documenting it, you know, and I might be able to use it um, to prove that, you know, I, I'm capable. You, yeah, you've actually <laughs> so, done it. So, yeah. like, because, you know, because I had it filmed as well, it's like, look, no, I, I can do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though you don't have that much opportunity to, to see me do it with a band, like, like I wanted to have something that I could still mm-hmm. show people. So I suppose that was the reason, really. Yeah. really. Um, because I, you know... Having the sort of session musician background, I, I I sort of believe people should be paid where where they can, and yeah. I just feel so guilty, like trying to. I say no to people a lot that want me to play for them. Yeah, you know, unless it's something that I really, really love. Okay. Um, just because I feel like it's important to try and set some sort of standard, and it does yeah. mean that I probably miss out on stuff. But you know. Like it's like uh, if I'm not if you're not gonna even give me thirty quid, like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's and, a, I mean, a line that needs know. to be drawn. Yeah, it's of. good to say yeah. yes, but you have to have your limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, That's totally understandable. I, 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 but but you know, with me kind of setting that boundary for myself, it it means that I feel awful about doing it to other people. So, you know, I, that was kind of the reason I I, I don't do many live shows with a band because it's like. Oh, I can't do a tour and be paying them like 120 quid a night. No, yeah. I think it goes back to where it all really stems from is the venues and and the how well, fairly they treat the musicians. But I, I I almost feel like there's too many venues sometimes or too many places that think they're a venue. 
Right, okay. Mm. No, that's a fair point. So, 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 so it's like, oh, we'll have a slice of that. We'll open a place that has live music. And what happens is that it, it, it kind of skews the supply and demand and, um, you know, music fans think, well, why would I pay for a ticket when this place is just offering music Doing it for, for free? free. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, these slots need filling with bands, so then they take any old band. They're not necessarily a band that are good, or you know, yeah, and and literally. bands need a place to start, obviously, and, and to develop. But but I think sometimes it's like people don't want to risk going to a gig because they think, oh, what if it's rubbish? Mm. And I, I I just wonder if there's there's some improvements to be made in terms of like I definitely yeah. <clears throat> because if you go to a jazz night, for example. People will pay 20 quid to go to a jazz night in yeah. London because they know it's going to be of a standard and, like, it's going to sound good and they're going to be well looked after and it's going to be a nice venue and blah, 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 blah. And mm. people will do that. Whereas I think in rock and pop, like, bands really struggle because it, it like, people... It's hard to get people to come to gigs, isn't it? Because there's just so much of it at any given time. Ah, it's a bit oversaturated. Yeah. In France, for example, like the law is that when you play a gig there, the venue has to pay each musician 80 euros at least. Yeah. That's so yeah, good, yeah. which is really good. So there's less places to play because less places can afford, afford mm-hmm. to yeah. pay musicians at least 80 quid each. But yeah. then like the venues will be more packed out and... Yeah, and then you can actually afford to, yeah. I don't know, take your equipment to the show. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, have there's, a beer. <laughs> there's merits to both things, I think, mm. isn't there? Because, you know, I know I was grateful starting out when I wasn't very good that that places would have me yeah, and I had somewhere to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if there was like a, if there was an in-between place that we could exist, I think that would be really good. And I think it would also help uh, the gender balance as well because... Whenever I see bands that are kind of either all female or, or have women in them, they tend to be good, right? <laughs> and I, I, I think it's again, uh, like I'm, I only sort of half think this, but it's almost as if it's not that there isn't enough female acts; it's just that there's too many male acts. Like yeah. you could cull a lot of them. And it, it would bring the average standard of oh. musicians up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's just it's just that men just get away with a lot more. Yeah. Like if you're a woman, you sort of have to be good. Mm. Whereas men, it's just like, oh, you can just do any old shit and like people will still let you play. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You don't get you don't hear that a lot coming from a, a, a man as well. Like that's it's a nice thing to hear. I think a lot of the times you're you're totally right though. And even in the production world, I think it's like what two percent of producers are female and that are Yeah, you know, I, I I read yeah. that recently. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy. What? The fuck? Like how is that even like how how is that a thing? But I guess it's exactly what you've just said. Yeah. I think that and you are expected to. If raise you're your a standards. female producer, it's like what you're you're a female. And but you're even you yeah. you're a drummer. Yeah, a drum like with drums, it's yeah. like oh, you're a drummer. Or... You're good for a girl. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I I Thank never <laughs> I never really hear 
those sorts of remarks. But I think the reason for that is I don't tend to associate with the kind of people that, that would, would make say those that remarks. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, but like at the know. end of the gig, like some random person comes up, like, oh, you're good yeah. for a girl drama. So they're like, fuck off. It's, it's, just, it's, it's a. Um, just say you enjoyed it. Fuck you. <laughs> I know, just, just, well, I could just say it was good. <laughs> Literally. I know. Yeah, it's Funny. really annoying. So, how and when did you join the Sheffield Beatles project? Oh, now then. I mm. love talking about this. Oh, <laughs> bless so you. It's so much fun. Um, <laughs> 2018 I first did that right it's really weird because I was like chatting to one of the other singers who I knew did it and I said this is the sort of thing I should be doing why aren't I doing that (laughs) (laughs) and then um like a couple of days later one of the other members texted me and said oh uh, one of our singers has left do you want to do you want to join oh um, I was like oh that's really strange and I don't think there was some sort of communication like, Mm-mm. oh, should we get Connor? It was just really Good weird sense. timing. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I think I knew probably four or five of them already. Mm-hmm. Uh, three or four, actually. Um, and, yeah, we do like a, an annual Christmas show mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, like a summer festival slot as well mm-hmm. in Sheffield um so two gigs a year really because it's it's quite difficult to coordinate 30 people <laughs> yeah we watched the videos and it was like fuck that stage is pretty yeah. pretty busy on yeah. that stage we saw the well, lockdown well, video as well that was really cool that was sick oh yeah the all yeah. you needed is love one yeah yeah that was that was like early lockdown when people weren't bored of those types of videos <laughs> <laughs> literally um but but yeah, like it, you know, the the original idea was celebrating fiftieth anniversaries of Beatles albums. So okay. so there was two before I joined. It started in twenty sixteen. So the first one was Revolver, and then they did Sgt Pepper, mm. and then I joined on the White Album. Oh, the White and Album's then, amazing though. Yeah, I love yeah. The I'd never really listened to any of had you that not? really un- until I had to learn it all. Oh um, my it's god! Like, it's great. So they varied. were like my big thing when I was growing up. When I was like eight years old, I was obsessed, yeah. obsessed. I knew all the words to all the albums, and like every yeah. Christmas, as you said before, buying CDs. Yeah. I used to ask for yeah. the CDs, and they're just That's class. So like they're just so yeah, yeah. good. White album was like yeah. perfect time to join. Personally, I would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, want to yeah. watch. There's <laughs> like a lot to get your teeth into, and like the harmonies and stuff. Yeah, it's just bon- bonkers. But um. Uh, yeah, and then we did 2019, we did Abbey Road and Let It Be. Okay. And the reason we did both, and I probably shouldn't say this, but we thought Let It Be is not good enough an album to warrant a, an own. entire gig dedicated to yeah. it. So, <laughs> so we sort of compi- combined it with Abbey Road. Um, no, that's cool. And then, like, next, well, December just gone, we were supposed to do a concert, but it's been pushed back an mm. entire year until next December yep. and in a true Alan Partridge fashion we're doing the best of the Beatles oh, love um, it. so we're doing like the blue album which is kind of like all the later like yeah. the latter half of mm-hmm. their stuff mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah so assuming that that goes ahead in December that that'll be that'll be fun that'll we'll do be it good. The, we'll do it at the uh, the O2 Academy in Sheffield Oh, um, I'd love nice. to come and see that. Oh my god. What 
is your funniest musical or gigging experience? Do you have like a funny thing to tell us that's happened? I, I've got all kinds of anecdotes. <laughs> F- funny and cool. Oh, <laughs> well then tell us. Oh, shall I rattle some off? Okay. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> I've, I've fallen quite spectacularly on stage before. Oh, God. Um, I did um, a musical theatre production. Ooh. Uh, called The 27 Club. Yeah, oh, yeah we saw that. Um, who did you play? Bear with me here. <laughs> Mick, Mick Jagger. No way. Okay. Which... The reason for that is because Brian Jones, the guitarist, died at 27. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a bit tenuous because no one really knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. Because everything else in the show was like Jim Morrison, Janice, Amy Winehouse. Kurt, yeah, yeah, Kurt yeah, yeah, all the big, big right. ones. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was like Brian Jones. This is actually just a Mick Jagger bit, isn't it? It's, <laughs> a, it's an excuse to have an exciting Mick Jagger section of the show. <laughs> So how so did you? So I, I was fall? sort of like the focal point of it, um, but that was that was fun. We sort of did that in in Hamburg a few times, and then we also did it in Cologne and then uh, Zurich uh, oh, wow. as well. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and we would sort of typically do like a month in a theatre. Like Fuck, that's seven, a lot. Seven shows a week. Wow, um, that's crazy. Yeah, costume changes and all that. Ooh, <laughs> yes. But like one night, and it's on my Instagram. So oh if God. you scroll far enough down, you'll you'll see it. Um, I just happened to take a little home video camera on stage, just because I did sometimes, just to like catch a little bit. So it was like for the encore, mm-hmm. and like just, we all ran on together, and I just shoved the camera down, shoved it down, and then ran, and then just like slipped down <laughs> some stairs and landed on my back. <laughs> Like, did they catch it on the camera yeah 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 yeah. Oh, yeah oh god and i've i've kind of memed it you know looped it round and round <laughs> zooming in so did everyone in the audience see that happen oh of course they did yeah i was like center of the stage flat on my back and then i don't know other other stuff like the the tour i did right before lockdown was was great i was playing for um an american uh, artist called Evan Barlow, um, yeah. who's who's like uh, somewhere between Johnny Cash and Ooh. Eminem. Oh, <laughs> okay, quite, somewhere between. Yeah. That's yeah. like chalk and cheese. Yeah, there's like sort of acoustic guitars and and then some rock guitars as well. Uh, uh-huh. But then sort of like trap beats and stuff, and he sort of all this fast rapping and mm. stuff. Okay. Quite strange music, um, but really great. And we, we did this. Um, uh, European tour supporting this Glasgow band uh, called Saint Phoenix. I don't know if you... Saint Phoenix. I feel like I've yeah. heard that name before. They're a, they're a, they're a duo. They're like a Imagine Dragons type. That was a great tour. Went all around Europe, um, and then sort of came back to England. Did mm. uh, did Camden Assembly a week after you did with Pinch. Yeah, yeah I oh. love Camden Assembly. Apparently, it's Cause... closed down now forever. Oh no! It was such a nice place. So yeah. sad. That is sad. Because the downstairs is great as well. Yeah, everywhere is great. Oh, no. And then the upstairs green rooms are always like Oh, mad yeah, the mad up parties up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Great place. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's that's really sad, that. I, I shouldn't well. have said anything. <laughs> you're probably more likely... to be ignorant about that. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably um, find out, though. Yeah, yeah, most people living yeah. in this house have worked at Camden Assembly. 
Not me though. I just got my coats taken for free from James. Thanks, James. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah. But um, did something funny happen in Camden Assembly? No, no. Just, just sort of that, that tour in general was just quite mad because mm-hmm. like it, it was all these like kids and like oh, I was getting like fan art and like oh. how Instagram, young are kids though? Insta- yeah, the sort of like kind of fourteen to oh okay 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 okay. Um, and, and like I was getting like Instagram fan pages made about me wow that's so cute <laughs> that's fucking mental what the hell and 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 you know it it was quite I, I got a bit sort of like anxious about it all after a while but it was it was a fun tour like I thought it was going to be the kind of tour where uh, there was like 40 people sort of stood arms crossed at the oh, back no. but it wasn't it was all people like screaming I was like this is good yeah so that was good um, met Ozzy Osbourne once. Yeah, how? Come on then, let's do all the name drops. Um, <laughs> we were we were in LA and um, just with a with an artist that I was playing for um, and rehearsing for some stuff. And uh, Ozzy's daughter Amy, the mm-hmm. one that wasn't in the sure. show, mm-hmm. um, was rehearsing with her band in the room next door. And um, oh. our our bass player went out for a fag, and um, sort of came back in and, and said, "I don't know if you're bothered about this kind of thing, but Ozzy Osbourne's outside." Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, "I am bothered about this," kind of thing. <laughs> and I just went out and and literally just said hello. And then a limo pulled up. Sharon got out. She went Ozzy, and then sort of like hauled him into it, and then drove off, and I never saw him oh. again. That's wow. That's a shame you never got a picture or anything with him. No, but I'll tell you what, right? All, all my little name drops, like big names, but kind of rubbish anecdotes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of prefer that. I think people would rather hear that than like, oh, I had this amazing party with X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course. Like, like it's like, oh, I, I sort of met this bloke, but then not really. Like it was a brief <laughs> passing kind of. Did he say yeah. hello back? Like well, yeah, he he did yeah, but but that was that was as, that was it. That's all he had chance to do before like he was Bless him. escorted away. Um, I think I walked past David Bowie once. Really? Mm. Okay, so that's a that's a think maybe. A think. Mm. Why is it a think? Because it was in New York, right? And it was I've studied everything about him, so I, I kind of knew approximately where like the area so you were stalking them let's just get out i just just (laughs) happened to be down there because i'd rented a guitar and i was taking it back Mm. um and i thought i'm gonna walk to this place and it was like 30 blocks away but i thought Mm. oh you know i'm not i don't want to just sit in a taxi on my phone i'll like i'll walk in yeah around and And, um and then i went to get some food and i I, like went into this like fast food place and then uh, came out and there was this man like in a black puffer jacket and a flat cap and shades. And it was snowing. And he he took his shades off to to wipe the snow off. Right. And and I, I saw the eye. <gasps> oh, oh, the dilated pupil, yeah. Like, and, I, and then I looked and I thought, Oh, it's... It's, it's you. It <laughs> is you. It's actually you. So I did what any sane person would do and I, I just ran away. Oh, no! 
Did you get scared? Do you get nervous? Yes, yeah, I thought I don't want to even find out if it was him or not. <laughs> you just want to go and definitely find Yeah, back. yeah. I just I don't want to give myself the option. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just pace away. Bless your console. He's like so cute. Oh. So we also saw that you played with the artist Jetta. You were on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. What like, the fuck? That's mad, what the fuck? I know. Like I, I still I still dine out on that. Like oh, really? I still I you do you know what I mean? I, I still kind of like use that even though it was you know, if you know, one would argue that if if I was like a true session musician I'd have loads of those types of things no. under my belt and I wouldn't feel the need to mention it. Maybe. I don't no, know. That's no. really cool. That's a brilliant achievement yeah, as well. Like yeah, it. it was it was it was great. And we had um, we had Prince's sound engineer for it. Ooh. <laughs> which <What>? is <laughs> Um, uh, it was really weird because we filmed it in the daytime, right? And then um, met Jimmy, right? And uh, the guest that night was um, Aaron Hall, Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, oh, okay, okay. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think his show they only have one guest per evening. I th- Is it? Think. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. Um, f- prefer Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> 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 Name and shame, baby. That's how we do it. No, no, it was it was amazing. Like because it's on Hollywood Boulevard as well, where they filmed that. So it's it's where the Walk of Fame is and stuff. So Mm -hmm. like, I naturally went to find David Bowie. Of course, you know all that. uh, (laughs) But what's amazing about Hollywood, and it again, typical Northern English bloke to kind of point this out over and above everything else but it's a bit like Skegness <laughs> or, what the fuck or, or do you know what I mean or like Portsmouth or something yeah it's like like tack shops selling postcards and fridge magnets yeah, yeah. and there's like seagull shit everywhere <laughs> and like Oh, it's just and it's full of like people who aren't from there like, like, like tourists and that I know yeah. I know yeah. That's mental. I, I love it when you get like that. Though when I when you go to somewhere and you're like, for fuck's sake, there's all these fucking tourists, and you're like, I'm a tourist. Like you forget yeah, yeah. that like you're not actually a tourist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hate it's, these it's, magnet it's shops. Funny. Buys loads of magnets. <laughs> yeah, and just, yeah, and just like loads of like Elvis Presley stuff. And, oh, and, of course, like you yeah. know what I mean. I mean, it is it is still amazing. I'm I'm not knocking it at all, but it, it did amuse me. I was like, oh, this is but. But then, like, one street down is Sunset Boulevard, mm-hmm. which is, like, the rock and roll street. Now playing Problem Plays by Connor Houston. Hamlet took up heroin. Macbeth props up the bar. Barry and his brothers penned a tune for them. Then steps went forth to make a facsimile. Problem plays no fixed abode, just fixed term agreements and tender insults wrapped in pity.
favourite venue that you've played at so far? <sighs> Brixton Academy's good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, we did that with Jetta. We were supporting um, John Newman. Right. Okay. Do you remember John Newman? No. No. We did... Um, <laughs> Whoops. It was sold out. Come on, guys. I don't remember it was, this. It was, um, he did, um, I need to know now. Will you oh. love me again? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah, actually yeah, do know yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. I thought okay. it was going to yeah. be one of, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he, he was doing, like, a UK tour, and, like, we, we did, we did Brixton, we did, like, Manchester Apollo, and, um, did a great place called Bridlington Spa in Bridlington. Yeah. And it's, like, so it's, like, seaside town, and it's, like, this old, almost, like, music hall type um old 1940s wartime kind right, of right okay uh just beautiful beautiful place um that that was that was a great one um but then you know uh, you know size isn't everything <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> right, it is though isn't it <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to this topic Yes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's not. No, you can't. I mean, it could be like. Which anything. topic are you on about now? I'm, I'm We're lost. on the music. Still on the music. God's music corner. only. God's corner. No, I mean, I mean, there's some great venues in Sheffield, like like the Lead Mill's great, and then um, right. Well, I do happen to love Camden Assembly. Um, there's a place in Manchester called uh, the Deaf Institute, which was going to be shut down, but somebody saved it. Um, okay, good. Uh, like last autumn. Like it kind of like went bankrupt in the summer and then somebody saved some, it. Someone did a, a whip around and, and saved it. Um, that's that's a great place. It, it's an old deaf institute, funnily enough, being called the Deaf Institute. Um, so they just kind of like that typical Manchester red brick type thing, but then yeah. like beautiful sort of engravings in in the mm. you know in like on the like facade and and yeah, that okay. kind of thing. What are some of your v- favorite venues then? Oh, I don't know. You better. You're better at this than I am. I really like the Barrowlands in Glasgow. Oh, that the Barrowlands. So, yeah. So was that supporting um, the Libertines? Yeah. The Libertines. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was... How was that? Like, how was that tour in general? That was really cool. Actually, the Barrowlands was probably the one where there was the less least people because they had to check everyone for knives and stuff at the start so it was um it took forever for people sure. to get in they took right, my film okay. camera off me like my old-fashioned film yeah. camera which like uh. I, like the woman looked at it and was like no you can't have this in it's a professional camera i was like but it's film like it actually uses film canisters like a spool <laughs> yeah she was like, like let me assure you it's dog shit <laughs> yeah like i can't film i think she thought i was going to record the whole thing and i was like but everybody's yeah. got a phone in their pocket. They would do it ten times yeah, the job yeah, this yeah. camera would do. Yeah, I was fucking yeah. raging. I remember that. Yeah. That was a, a great That's thing. amazing. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah I'd love fun. to play there. That's been there forever, that venue. Yeah. It used to be yeah. a dance hall, so it's one of the only venues yeah. that still has um like springs under the floor. Like it's got like a bouncing floor <laughs> oh. for when people used to like obviously dance, sure. like on the dance yeah, and whatever. Yeah. So it's one of the only venues left that has the original floor and it's like it's slightly wow. bouncing. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing venue to play. But yeah, I'd say in local venues, definitely Camden Assembly has been my favourite. You go. Do you have anything coming out, anything exciting that you'd like to talk about? Her final question of the evening. Oh. um, (laughs) 
just a couple of singles that I'm going to be putting out. One in May and then one in, I don't know, like July or Whenever something. you can be arsed. <laughs> I'm rubbish at promoting myself. <laughs> um, we'll promote you. What are they called? Actually, Is it a secret? I don't know. No, no, not... not <laughs> I, I, I'm just not... I don't know that. Oh, it's, embarrassing. it's embarrassing no it's not plug yourself it we is. always have a part where you plug yourself it's just the rules right well you have to you have to I don't I, I, no, god. I, I've said, no all I will say is okay. that I, I just recommend that people just have a rummage through um, everything that I've released already and, and to just just keep an eye out for for more because i have mm. got more coming out well, and then also come to sheffield in december for the beatles project yes <laughs> no i actually seriously will do that because they're my favorites ever so yeah. nice i'll sort you a free ticket oh like, yeah and me as well yeah, yeah we'll come, yeah, yeah. We'll come <laughs> as a yeah, peer yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but tell everyone your hat like what your handles are where they can find you so they are all at connor houston music make sure you spell connor properly it's only got one n the right way get on <laughs> The correct, the correct Irish way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This has been Back to Back Catalogs. I'm Natasha Jenkins. I'm Juliana Hopkins. And we've been talking to Connor Houston. Thank you so much. We've had such Thanks a great time. Me. This has been yeah, wonderful. Oh, um, I didn't think we'd get on such a roll with it. Yeah, I of course. It would be, I thought it would be a bit awkward, but it wasn't, was it? It, it wasn't. Was, um, no. Never awkward with us. Never awkward with us, no. ever. It's great. Thank you <laughs> so oh, much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. It was Thank lovely you. to meet you and speak yes, to you. Chat with you. Definitely like catch up when it's legal. You should come here for boozers yeah. and stuff. Have yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah.